welcome back to The Forge, the official podcast of Blacksmith Ministries. Podcasts have played a crucial role in the development of my spiritual life, and I pray these messages do the same for you. I hope these messages, these recording, these podcast sessions awaken a passion for Jesus inside of you. I am stirred, oh boy, am I stirred this morning. I have sons and daughters up in here, up in here, up in here. <laughs> Welcome back to the Forge, Mr. Josiah Cobb, and for the very first time, but certainly not the last, Miss <laughs> Caitlin Walker. These two are firebrands for the Lord in this generation. They are burning ones, leading examples of what it looks like to be a son and daughter in the kingdom in 2020. Mad dog, 2020. <laughs> the reason why I say that, and it sounds kind of funny, was when I was your age, I was at Virginia Commonwealth University, and I was not living for the Lord. I had walked away to do my own thing, and they had this little nightclub on campus called Cahoots. Mm. And I would stand and run, trying to get in the club, and we'd <laughs> sing this little song, Mad Dog 2020, Mad Dog. That's the type of alcohol we were about to drink. So when I think of 2020, I remember <laughs> that because, thank God, I'm not doing that anymore. And then I look at people who are in their early 20s that are wow. not doing that, that have walked away from the world to pursue God, and that's why I'm just honored that you two are here. I'm honored to be in your life. I'm honored that you're in my life, and y'all are doing what I should have been doing 20 years ago, so praise the Lord. <laughs> we want to talk about something that maybe is not talked about often enough. What about people who are in ministry? Because we're all in ministry in some capacity, and none of it is insignificant, whether it's full-time or you're on a ministry team or you're in ministry school or just graduated ministry school working in a secular job, we're still ministering to the Lord. And none of it is insignificant. It all has value. It all has worth. Sometimes we don't talk about issues that are under the surface, and we're going to talk about them today. So I'm going to talk it, hand it over to Josiah Cobby, whom I love, and he's going to talk about something that he's been uh, contending with. So Josiah... Man of God, what have you been dealing with? Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, so we were just talking about, you know, before, um, you know, we started, we said, what do we want to talk about today? And honestly, this has kind of been an ongoing, um, I, I guess Caitlin said it best earlier. She said cycles of it, but cycles of burnout. Mm. And um, last night I was laying in bed. I was just like, it's like one in the morning. It's like one thirty. You know how you get in your thoughts last, like in late nights and stuff. But I just sat there and I was just like, I just said, all right, good night, Lord. And I was just like comparing myself to my past and like how I was when I first got saved, just fired, just, just oh, reading, fasting, and praying. And I was, I was talking to the Lord. I was like, Lord, you know, you know, I read and I pray and I just like I fast sometimes. And I was just like, but I was just like, honestly. Lord, I was just like, I just feel so tired. And um, it's not just been just recently. It's It's been, I don't know, probably probably the cycles of it have been over the past, like, year. <laughs> and it's just been a just a rough one. And um, so, yeah, we just thought we'd talk about burnout and what it does. And honestly, last night the Lord was just like, 
dude, you just need to go to bed. Like, you'll be good in the morning. <laughs> and and I was just like, Lord, do I love you? Like, I don't want to squander my inheritance or squander like what you've given to me. He was just like, just go to bed. You'll be okay. I promise. And I was like, okay, good night, Lord. Love you. <laughs> and I just right. pulled to bed and woke up this morning and, oh, I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. So, I don't wow. know. Um, just a lot, a lot about, a lot about burnout and um, how it makes you feel, especially being in ministry. It's or doing things in ministry. That's where it gets hard. It's just like, oh, you might, am I good enough? Like, I don't even think I'm qualified to be on this platform. Like, I'm, I'm mid burnout up here, and I'm just like, I just want to run and cry and weep at the altar and stuff. But, um, I don't know. Something the Lord told me, and I've been thinking on, um, in the area of burnout. Uh, it's honestly because we do it in our own strength sometimes. Mm. And I was thinking about it this morning. And something the Lord told me last night, I was thinking about some things in my life that I was having to let go and, and lay down. Um, and I was asking the Lord, you know, you know, I, I felt such fear giving this up because to me it felt like I wanted it, but I had to fight for it. And uh, what the Lord was just saying, he was just like, you know, anything in the kingdom is inherited. It's given. And um, I just feel like a lot of times doing it in our own strength looks like, you know, salvation, it's given, freely given. Like, that's why burning's so easy when you're saved because it's freely given. You're just like, oh, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. And just like, I'm moving towards them. So it's just like, but anything in the kingdom is given and inherited. Come on. And honestly, for me, it's looked like in my in my fight for holiness, like, it has been just that, like, a fight mm. in my own strength of like I have to do this to be holy like I have to it looks like this the morality of it all and um, but really what Jesus comes and does with his blood is he you know it says that after his blood you know and the resurrection it says that we have become the righteousness of mm. God in Christ mm. Jesus and honestly if I if I'm being 100% honest like even even in my quiet time like with just me and the Lord I just I feel like I have to will myself there, and like I have to, I have to get myself there. Like it's an obligation. Like when really it shouldn't be that way. And um, I don't know. That's just how it's been recently. So, if any thoughts, <laughs> Caitlin, hop on up here and tell us your thoughts on that about burnout. Have you experienced that in ministry? Oh yes, I think from the very beginning, the very first get go out of the gate. I was like two weeks in, and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> right. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. We're, you know, the demand always seems like people in your life, or you interpret their words over you, like, do more, be better, become better, wow. spend more time with God, eat less, like, kill your body, you know, beat yourself into submission. And for me, I'm just 100% in everything I do. I'm a very passionate person, so I was like, no. you know what? I just don't need to eat. I'm just <laughs> not going to eat. I was like, I'm, you know, and. You set, <laughs> you set this bar so high, it's like you can't even meet it. Mm. And I remember I, I would go through cycles of, I mean, literally, I would have like three-day periods or one- to two-day periods, It just depend on the time, where I literally had nothing to give. And I would sit up in a room, hold myself in a room, and listen to onslaught after onslaught of the enemy. Like, I would have torments in the night, like things coming in my room telling me, you're not doing enough, you're not going to make it, like, you're going to fail, all these things. I mean, I would lose sleep. I would stay up in the night literally crying, like, I'm going to fail. Like, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to make it. 
And I think it's the biggest mm. lie of the enemy over God's people, especially ministers, that they cannot do the things that God has called them to do. Feel the Holy Ghost but what is important about those thoughts are he called us to do them, yes, mm. but they are his works that he has prepared for mm. us to do with him. Come on, Ephesians I mean, 2.10. Yes, mm-hmm. and when he commissions Moses, what does he say? Moses is freaking out. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't speak well. He's given him all his excuses, and every minister chosen by God is still human. We all have our mistakes. We all still make mistakes. We're all going to fail. Like, it's blatantly obvious we're human. You know, we're not living in glass houses. That's not the ministry that God's called us to. You know, that's not true ministry. Um, And and Moses has given him all these excuses, and the Lord literally says to him, but I will be with you. Hmm. And I think that's become an identifying statement. Like any time those things try to come back up or those, you know, I've finally been able to live a a year free of it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not tired. I'm not, I want to do this. I've got unction. I've got vision. I'm, I'm fulfilling the things that God wants me to do. And I'm not being held back anymore. You know, like I'm not having torments in the night or panic attacks about whether or not I'm going to be able to do this or I'm not afraid, you know, and that become the defining statement, like, because he's with me. And that's what I love about ministry in general. You see random plethora of people, and you're literally, it makes me cry sometimes. I'm like, this person, literally God called them, like it says, now proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's like, yeah. who chooses who calls them out? God. Right. Who chooses what happens to them? Right. God. <laughs> who chooses the destiny of their life? God. You know, it's like, it, it all goes back to him. Like, he is sufficient for the work that he's called us Come to do. Come on. And we don't boast in, you know, if we try to maintain things in our own strength, this is one thing the Lord told me, if you try to do it all in your own strength, you will fail. Yeah. You won't be able to make it. But now remember, like you remember Elijah, there's more with us, the Lord's servant. Remember, there's more with us than those that are against us. Amen. And that's the, um, that's the vision that we can have with walking with the Lord, that he's with us and he's all we need. This is supernatural because... <laughs> I know we're not videotaping this, but we probably should because probably Josiah and Caitlin don't realize where they are. We're in the landing outside of my two daughters' bedrooms. And so that's Savannah's bedroom. That's Bryce. Over top of Savannah's doorstep is red paint because when she graduated from nursing school and she wanted to go on a mission trip to Kenya, she experienced just that, torments in the night. They were unrelenting all the time about these unbelievable, ungodly thoughts that were not of hers, and she was being attacked. And so she had a revelation about the blood. And so she put the literal blood of Jesus, the Lamb, who takes away the sin of the world, over her doorposts, and they stopped. What the revelation was... She didn't have to perform to be worthy. When they applied the blood over the doorposts in the Exodus, right before the Exodus, and the death angel came, he saw the blood, and he didn't check to see if the occupants inside the room were worthy. He just saw the blood over the doorpost of the mind and said, they are worthy, I will move on. You know, this is an an epic Thor moment where the, the only one that can pick up the hammer is one who's found worthy. But because of the blood of Jesus, we become worthy. Just like what you said, because of Jesus, we are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it's just the revelation of it is just understanding that. So, Josiah, where you are, 
what gets you through the day when these feelings of unworthiness come on you? Yeah, so I literally, literally probably just that, the righteousness. Um, I just remind myself of the blood and the price that was paid for me. Mm. And honestly, like, I mean, uh, this has been a lot about being the beloved recently. And I tell myself, I tell myself often, you know, even in times like that where it's just like, it's, it's even the thoughts, I just remind myself in the midst of it that I'm his beloved mm. and he is mine mm. and his desire is for me. Come on. And those scriptures in Song of Solomon really have really gripped me um, in a fresh new way this season. I actually had a dream one night um, that, a, that a, I, don't, I don't really know who the child was, but a child jumped up in my arms and somebody told me to hold this child. And I began to look at this child, and I started singing, I am my beloved, and, and he is mine over this kid. Oh, and come literally, on. I started weeping in the dream, and I woke up from the dream, and I was weeping in my bed. Mm. And from that moment forward, it's been a word um, that I am my beloved, and he is come mine. On. And honestly, that's the very thing, the blood, but that I am my beloved. Mm. And even... Um, it says in Romans 8, you know, like talking about through Christ's blood, we are more than conquerors. Mm. But it says, what can separate us from that love? And it's just like thinking wow. about thinking about the very things that, that I'm struggling with, even those things can't separate us. Mm. And he's even more, he's more better. He's, he's more gooder, if I could say <laughs> that. <laughs> he's just, he just is, he's better. And yeah. um, the gospel's too good. And, but it's not too good to be true. Mm. So mm. that's kind of what I well, tell you tweet myself. That, don't you? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a. Write that one down in my journal. No. Come on. Um, but yeah, even the scripture it says in in Matthew six, talking about the flowers and the lilies in the field, talks about how they don't toil or have turmoil because the Father clothes them. And then Jesus even precedes that and says, um, "Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all else should be added to you." And basically what he's saying is like as he closed the flowers, he'll even clothe you. Mm. And that's talking about the robe of righteousness that comes by way of the blood. Mm. And honestly, I just remind myself of those scriptures, but I also have those experiences of the Lord where he's called me beloved. And I remind myself when he calls, when he's called me, giving me prophetic words like me personally, nobody else told me. I remind myself of those words and be like, no, he's not giving up on me. Come on, man. And um, that was him who called me that, and not me who called me that. So come on, that's what gets me through. Come on, man. So Caitlin, we've got some uh, last words here you want to <laughs> share with everybody about how you got through that season. Oh uh, yeah. How you got through that season? <laughs> so what really counter counteracted that was I think for a long time I thought it was what God was requiring of me. That me not sleeping, me fighting, praying more, not, you know, just being unhealthy in general, that that was what the Lord wanted for me, that he was the one telling me to go harder, go faster, push, push, don't rest, you don't need to sleep, you're lazy. Those voices or that you, you know, that was God demanding something of me. I think what really turned it around was when the Lord started speaking to me that it wasn't him, that it was in fact the enemy 
or just voices of a past like performance mentality trying to actually like drive me into a cliff of burnout you know what I'm saying like to to make me like oh well I just need to give up like it's almost like the Lord spoke to me this way if the enemy can't get you to just uh, give up in general he's going to just try to wear you out so you don't even want it wow and that really really changed my mindset like well you want this for me then and the Lord was like yeah I've given it to you like before you were even born this was your inheritance like these things these gifts these things I wanted you to do in the earth these calls you know these all these things are like they're what I want to do with you before the foundation of the earth I prepared these things for you and I made a way through a savior that I could do them with you always you know and that so that was really powerful like oh well I could fight for this and not to be upset Lord was like yes and other voices it was I would not have made it through those seasons if I was not open and honest with community and let people love me into, Caitlin, you need to eat. Caitlin, you need to rest. If you don't Sabbath, you're going to burn out. Yeah. Because if I didn't have those voices, I would have just, I would have been in isolation and just drove myself off a cliff and ran away from the things of God. But because of those voices, and it was always so timely, I would have encounters where I was like, okay, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm telling, you know, the head of our ministry, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. This is not for me. She, she, I love her, but she must have heard wrong. You know, that's what I'm thinking. This is too hard. And literally, a person would come to me with a prophetic word, and they would tell me, you're tired, but the Lord has said you were going to make it. And it would literally, like, put fuel back in the come fire. <clears throat> and I don't know. You just walk it out. I think the biggest thing is an ear to hear, like a voice. Like, I, you know, Paul says, now test the spirits. I ask the Lord openly, like, Lord, is this you? And I don't do that to bring confusion. I do that to bring truth. Like, if Lord, if this is you speaking and you want me to fast, give me grace to do it. Right. And give me peace to do it in my heart, and it'll be a joy to me. But if I'm trying to prove something to somebody or myself, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. You know, and just cutting out those thought pathways and cutting out those mentalities. Um, also, just wanted to release, I don't know how much time, Prophetically, there were two, a couple people I the Lord was showing me. Some people I felt like they were single parents mm. that feel like they need to be. They can't do all the things that's required of them and be good in ministry because they have a they're divorced. And I don't know who that is, but I just wanted to encourage you. Like the Lord is your maker, but He's Come also on. called your husband. Come on. And if you're a man, He's you know He's still your husband. You know, so you're not alone. You have everything you need to excel in every arena that God has called you into. I was also seeing people who are strictly in the secular and business arenas. They feel like they can't be fully committed to church, that they need to work instead of being at church. I just see the Lord giving you grace and wisdom to do both. I even see there's business arenas that God wants to take his kingdom into. So him having you in both arenas is actually him calling you into those both arenas. Come on. So no stress. We just pray peace over you, peace over Every aspect of your life, and that the voice of the Lord would lead you and bless you. Wow. So I think that's how we'll close, is we're going to declare a blessing, all three of us. Yes. So if that's going to be a little weird, awkward for us leaning into this microphone. <laughs> I'm going to do it. But we just want to bless those who are discouraged, those who are weary, those who are fighting the fight of faith. We just want to declare over the in the name of Jesus over your minds, we declare rest, <laughs> just absolute rest in who you are and who He is in you and what He's called you to do. We just declare rest, rest, 
supernatural rest, supernatural peace, supernatural healing. We just declare in the name of Jesus for, <coughs> excuse me, everyone listening to this podcast of supernatural rest, supernatural peace, that the voice of the enemy is stopped. There is no voice of the enemy in the kingdom. Yes. There's no room for it. So we silence the voice of the enemy demanding more. No, we declare in the name of Jesus rest in who you already are in him. In Jesus' name. Friends, we love you. We bless you. Be on the lookout for more consistent podcasts. Be on the lookout for some more information about the Blacksmith team. I am stirred about the team that is together, about what we're about to do, what God's called us to do, the doors that he's opened. We just we want to encourage the church. We want to encourage the body of Christ to be filled with passion for Jesus. Amen. Until next time.